Hello, everyone. This is Adam Eister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Saturday Night One Bitcoin Show. Today is Halloween, October the 31st, 2020. This is where the big boys play. Personal responsibility is the new counterculture. Strong hand, buy and hold. This game is not rigged. Golden age of the 2020s, we're going to talk about that. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin in motion. Don't let anyone else tell you that something else is the next Bitcoin. Be in motion. Five-digit round, baby. Value your wealth in Bitcoin. One day closer to an all-time high. We're getting close. Uh, offended by selling, of course. And don't FOMO on all coins. I, I think you guys will understand uh, hello, my elite 20 percent of friends. Check out Friday's This Week in Bitcoin show. Surfer Jim, Kyle Kemper, and J.W. Weatherman were on. It was a great time. Those guys aren't afraid of any cold. Uh, and check out, uh, check out Thursday's show. Charlie Lee was on the show. I interviewed Charlie Lee. He made a comeback. He's been on the show a few times. And uh, we even talked about six-digit realm a little bit. Okay, so my elite friends, check them out at disruptmeister.com. Follow me on Twitter at TechBall, of course. And tomorrow is Sunday, November the 1st, and Beyond Bitcoin show will be uh, tomorrow. For all you people who value your wealth in, uh, in ladies, you'll enjoy the thumbnail tomorrow. I just keep on... Uh, Keep on giving you those uh, thumbnails, don't I, for my Beyond Bitcoin show. So tune in sometime on Sunday. It's uh, We get an extra hour of sleep tonight. And uh, this used to be a very big party night in Baltimore. I'll talk about that tomorrow. The, the photo is about someone I uh, hung out with on one of those nights. So, okay, but that's for Beyond Bitcoin tomorrow. Tomorrow, let's stick with Bitcoin and a little bit of Beyond Bitcoin tonight. That'll come later. Uh, the month is over. Even though it's October 31st in Los Angeles and I'm in Salt Lake City, so it's still October 31st here. And there was not an all-time high for the uh, monthly close, as I predicted there would not be for the month of October. That uh, still stands at December the 31st, 2017, Bitcoin closed at $14,156, okay? Now, I'm sticking with my prediction that we'll uh, – this December will break that uh, – that record, not this November, not November 30th, but December 31st. I just, I mean, I, I've said it for a while now. I'll stick with it. It could be November 30th, but I'm sticking with uh, December 31st. Okay, uh, but and today we got today again another all another high for 2020. So be happy. Another day, another 2020 high. Pound that like button. It got to 14,100 for all you freaks, fiat freaks out there. But something that I I, I thought was impossible beforehand. Now I think is possible. Before we reach that uh, monthly closing all-time high on December the thirty-first, we we actually could uh, we could reach a uh, all-time high for the the price of Bitcoin. I didn't think that would happen this year, um, but it could happen. It could happen, and we'll talk about that. You know the reasons why uh, this. I mean, Paul Tudor Jones. Uh, he's minor compared to PayPal, compared to MicroStrategy, but we're, get, we're getting some percolation among entities that have a lot of freaking money and are buying a lot of freaking Bitcoin. I, I didn't think it would. Uh, and it's just there's a good vibe, man. There's a good vibe. But we'll get into that in a second. So let's talk about uh, something that uh, some spammers like to bring up with me. Some impulsive spammers. I, I love crypto dividends. I love holding Bitcoin. And I love getting these airdrops and forks, which are, are crypto dividends. And so a year, a little, it was in November of last year. Before then, people had been talking about the, the ego coin, the ego coin, which is otherwise known as Hex. Um, Richard Hart made a, was talking about making a coin. Uh, that was going to do all this magical stuff, okay? And he's got a big cult following, and he's very good at marketing to his 80% of cult following. And they don't remember anything. I mean, he, I, I've had him on the show before where he was ripping on Ethereum. I mean, you could go to the archives and see where he ripped on Ethereum, but now he, he wants to use Ethereum to build his own uh, coin. Okay, 
that's fine. That, that's fine. I mean, I'm into people creating things, so especially when they're going to give it to me for free. So Richard Hart created his own ego coin called Hex, and uh, all his followers were hyping it up, and they'd get uh, affiliate links and this, that, and the other. And I, you know, I at first I, you know, because you, you had to use MetaMask and all that stuff, I was a little we weary of, of playing around with it. Uh, but there was actually another crypto dividend beforehand. Uh, it started with like a C or so. It was very minor. But I expect that that was my first uh, time really experimenting with MetaMask and all that. And I felt comfortable. I felt comfortable with uh, claiming this uh, free crypto dividend, given the, the um, I forgot the name of that one. Now. It, doesn't, it doesn't really matter. It was basically worthless. Uh, but I, so I, I mean, I said on the show, you know, do not buy this ridiculous. Don't, don't give him Ethereum. Okay. And all these people, and I didn't, I didn't want to use his name. I didn't want to use the name of Hex because there were all these people that were falling for it. They were, they were, he's, he was basically the Roger Bear of 2019 in terms of he, he was using everybody as an infomercial for his coin to, to get 80 percenters to know about his coin. So they would buy it. Now, I was just telling people to get it for free. I got it for free, okay? Now, everyone was disappointed because you could only get 10% of it. You had to uh, stake, quote unquote, stake 90% of it. I didn't give a darn. I was like, whatever. You give me something for free. If I'm going to get 90% of it later, okay, I'll worry about that later. I don't, I don't really care. We'll see how this story progresses. So the way the story progressed was that um, he's been able to pump this thing up. And I predicted earlier uh, that he that the goal was to try to get it to be worth a penny, and he attained that goal. Uh, I think a few days ago now, and or two two three days ago, whatever. I'm losing track of time here. Um, but it's over a penny now. And if it was actually listed on Coin Market Cap properly, it would be like number six cryptocurrency or something, according to Market Cap. All right. So again, I, I'm I'm quite pleased um, because I got it for free. I got it for free. Now, I mean, there's, so you, you got all these people that are going around. Um, they're just, they're just saying they go hex, hex, blindly, like, like, like spreading the word everywhere. Okay, you know, if that's the way you're going to mark, I mean, it works for the eighty percenters. They keep buying it. So the, the, the way it works is if you lock it up, there are people that believe. You know, if you lock it up for three years, ten years, five years, two months, whatever it is, it's going to be worth more. They're valuing their wealth in hex. Their value, and they're buying something that they got they could have gotten for free and we know what the saying is here you value your wealth in bitcoin and you don't buy something that you get for free okay i got it for free so um i'm just gonna see uh what, what i care about is this um i think i believe it's november 15th is or, or it's going to be the day that people are going to be able to start to claim the 90 percent okay uh, of the hex all right that you were the people who got it for free, you're going to be able to start getting it. I think it's 350 days from the day you claimed it. Now, I didn't claim it on the first day, I claimed it on a day uh, which is 350 days before that. I actually can do this on Thanksgiving Day. So, on Thanksgiving Day, we'll, we'll see what I, if this thing is still worth a penny on Thanksgiving Day, and I'm going to get 90% more of it. You better believe I'm going to be dumping a lot of it that day. If it's if these freaks out there it can keep it at a penny. And a penny, uh, I mean, it, it, that's amazing. After 90% more is going to hit the market. Now, I know not all 90% is going to hit the market. He's convinced all these people to stake it, more of it for a longer period of time. But I'm telling you, right? I mean, it, it really should crash. It really should crash on that day. Um, but he's got, he's good at marketing. He's good at getting these 80%ers to believe everything he says, that to value their wealth in hex. And he's convinced his crew. Now remember, it's it's. I think it's worth about five billion dollar market cap as is right now, like at at uh, a a penny over a penny and over a penny. Okay, point point one two of a dollar. Okay, whatever it is, point one three of a dollar. Uh, excuse me, point oh one point oh one three of a dollar. Again, one point three percent of a dollar. Uh, so he's basically convinced his crew that um, that it can 50x from here, that it can be the next Bitcoin, 
That's that's what it would have to do. They're so delusional. They think that it can be the next Bitcoin, which is absolutely ridiculous. But they really think that just like the Ripple people thought that they, they could, you know, it was so cheap. It can get to be, be the same market cap as Bitcoin. It only needs to like so it only hex only need only quote unquote only needs to be 50 cents a piece. And yes, then it'll be worth uh, 250 billion dollar market cap. OK, so there are people that believe it's going to 50 X from here. So, I mean, if they want to be delusional, if they want to believe that it's going to be 50 X from here and that's going to keep it at a penny or over a penny on Thanksgiving Day, then be my guest because you're going to make me wealthier. OK, I and I'm not going to feel bad if I dump most of it on that day for over a penny and then it, for some reason it becomes five cents from the day. That's great. I mean, that then. Oh, oh, well, I missed out on that, didn't I? But, but <laughs> dude, to get that much more Bitcoin in, in this is a very centralized coin. I mean, this is based on a, an ego, based on one person. He built it on Ethereum. It's not very unique. It's on Ethereum. How can you think? It's just a token on Ethereum. So there are people that think it can literally be the next Bitcoin. When it's a token built, it can't even be the next Ethereum because it's built on Ethereum. Think about that. But if they want to pump it up, I mean, that's their business. And that's his. And I don't know. Maybe he's buying some of it, too. I don't know. I don't care. I don't care. I got it for free. I'm not buying any of it. I am looking to dump it for over uh, over a penny. OK, um, when I get 90 percent more, I, I don't have any left. I'll tell you that. Uh, right now, a after what's our, what's happened, I I'm quite pleased that uh, everything that's uh, gone on with it so far. And I, I do want to say that uh, it gave me the opportunity to experiment with Uniswap. And I, I want to say that Uniswap is an it's it's an amazing uh, it's an amazing tool. And this goes into we'll, we'll get into this in a second. I'll get into Uniswap in a second. But for those of you who believe that Ethereum is going to disappear off the face of the earth. When this whole Uniswap thing is built around Ethereum and Ethereum tokens, uh, I don't know how you can say that. I mean, it's there's there's stuff that's going on outside of Bitcoin, and let that happen. That's 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 fine. Um, but you, you can tell uh, now. But let, let's just say I just want to see. Um, yeah, he's got in terms of uh, hex. There are huge incentives not to sell hex. In terms of getting more hex, if you value your wealth, and I don't value my wealth in hex at all. I don't want to be staking a darn thing. I don't care about the stake. There's all these people out there. They well, they might. I, I assume they're real people. Some of them are probably fake. Saying you know, I'm going to I'm going to stake it for ten years and get it every every day on my birthday or I don't know. I don't care. Um, and he, he's got some. He has skills to market to eighty percenters. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Don't don't try to take away from the man. Okay. Don't do, he know he he's paid for articles. Here's an article on Bitcoin.com. Um, it's a, it's a paid promo. He's paid for advertisements. Well, it says less chance less chance to get staked. Seven hundred fifty million uh, hex payout November nineteenth. Okay, so November nineteenth is is the first day that it possibly could dump. All right, uh, and he has they put a poll out here. This is a legitimate poll uh, that says when do you think hex will be worth a dollar? So for if, it, if it's worth a dollar, by the way, that, that would be 100 xing from that point. And then it would be worth double the Bitcoin market cap. OK, so the, another way to phrase this question, which is when do you think hex will be worth uh, in terms of market cap, double that of Bitcoin? And uh, most people said uh, next year in his poll. OK, so this is the attitude that these people uh, this. I mean, they're in a cult. I mean, they, they really believe this. And uh, I, I'm, I've been saying the same thing all along. You don't buy something that you get for free. Uh, but I don't feel bad about getting something for free that a bunch of delusional people are pumping up in value. I mean, uh, so, yeah. And another thing is going to happen. Eventually, it will be properly uh, listed on CoinMarketCap, I assume. But, and, and you will see it on that front page. And it will have, you'll see it in the top five, the top six or four. I don't even know. And uh, that will pump it also. That will pump it also. And, and some people are saying, oh, man, that's, that's so illegitimate. How could it be up there? Um, I'll say this. Uh, Ripple, <laughs> Ripple has been number two before, right? Ripple has been number three before. Uh, so 
in that world where Ripple has been number that high up, Hex can be number three. Why not? Why not? Um, in, in terms of market cap. I mean, it, it, get ready. I mean, we've seen where BitConnect has been huge, where people say that BitConnect is a legitimate thing. It's the wild, wild west out there in cryptocurrency. It's a golden age. You're going to see things that you don't like. All right. You're going to see things that you don't like. And a lot of people are going to like seeing that if it gets when it gets listed properly. Um, I, I'm sure he'll figure out a way to get it definitely into that top four, if not top three or something like that. Um, well, he'll, uh, trying at least that that would actually I mean, he would it, it would be worth to get to get to number three. It would have to be uh, worth two pennies at that point. Right. Or, or more than that. Okay. Again, I, I'm not a, what I got for free. I'm not going to be greedy with what I got for free. Okay. If it could be worth a penny and I get that 90% and, and on Thanksgiving, I can sell that, that amount <laughs> for, for a penny. Uh, yeah. I, I'm going to sell most of it on, on that day. Uh, definitely. Uh, because, and, and I don't, and another, it's, it's not the next Bitcoin because the founder is alive. The founder, I mean, um, and I got to say, and, and Tai Zen and I kind of talked about this. Tai Zen uses some nasty language because, you know, he's from the he's from the, the cold, hard streets of Dallas and he served cold, hard time in the federal penitentiary, uh, Tai Zen. So he uses some cold, hard language. You can go to the last time Tai Zen was on the show if you want to hear more about this. I can't believe I dedicated so much to the, well, it's a crypto dividend. We got it for free. Those of you who, you know, value wealth and, and, and storing your Bitcoin and saving your Bitcoin and getting interest on your Bitcoin, you're, you're entertained by all this now because you got it for free and you're hoping that when you get the 90%, the rest of it, that these freaks keep it up at a penny and you could decide what you want to do at that point. But but Tizen points out that some of the, the language that, uh, and I, I again, I want to stress this before I say what I'm about to say. I think Richard should be, there shouldn't be any laws or any restrictions on what he's doing, okay? He should be able to print his own hex on Ethereum and talk about it in any way he wants to. Now, some of the word, words that he has used to promote it um, is, is language that I, I don't think a lawyer would advise anyone to, to use. And, and, I, and I don't want anyone... I don't encourage anyone to to snitch on him. I think that's horrible, and, and to even to even threaten uh, some type of enforcement action against him is, is ridiculous. But um, the position he's put himself in—he's an American citizen. I, I don't think he can ever step foot back in America. I, I just I just don't think he can. Um, so that's a point of weakness right there for for the coin. I mean, it, it, it just is. Uh, and uh, another reason, but, but if they want to think it's the next Bitcoin, they could think it's the next Bitcoin. Um, and, uh, yeah. And for all the people that are, that are spamming my chat in the past and spamming my comments and spamming the Twitter feed that just say, hex, 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 you're so impulsive. It, you, you think you're like beating me or like telling me something I didn't know or didn't do. I got it for free, dudes. You don't get it. You guys don't get it. It's not a zero-sum game here. You could be a Bitcoin holder who doesn't believe in all this nonsense at all and make, and get rich off this stuff too without having to, to buy it, okay? You guys really don't get it, and you don't get me. You just respect – if you actually checked out the archive, you, you've seen – because people have asked like, Adam, when are you going to when are you gonna talk about Hex? When, why didn't you get Hex? I'm like, you know, do you pay attention to a word I say? I got it for free. I've talked about how, you know, it's an ego coin based on a cult following of a guy out there who's good at marketing the 80 percenters. But they just they, they hit and run. They hit and run. They did it. And that's what this hex appeals to. Those type of people that don't do their own research at all, that are, are very impulsive, that want to believe in cult figures. They can't, they can't do simple research to see what I've already said, that I've already talked about it, that the man's been on my show before. <laughs> Um, but, but I mean, that's what it's appealing to the, the, the impulsive 80 percenters and he's doing a good job at it. And so you'll see them that that's who you see promoting this too. They want their affiliate codes, this, that, and the other, and I'm going to stay, do what you guys are going to do. If it stays a, a penny and makes me that much richer than for, for free. Again, we, we got it for free <laughs> the Bitcoin holders, because we're the elite, we're the elite. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. All right. Um, I think that's all I have to, to say about that. Um, but yeah, Bitcoin holders, 
you, all you silly gamblers out there that want to throw Ethereum at him, if you guys benefit, then guess what? We're going to benefit too if we got it for free. <laughs> and we don't have to worry about losing anything because we got it for free. But gamblers don't worry about anything anyway. They're impulsive. So. And, uh, and and I don't believe in destruction. I, I think some of these dudes, they want to destroy Bitcoin, take it down. They have the best thing. Dude, it's not better than Bitcoin. It's built on Ethereum. It's a token on it's subservient to Ethereum, which is clearly the sec the number two cryptocurrency under Bitcoin. But you could be delusional. You can think that it's going to be worth a dollar next year, like many of them think. That it's linked to below. See the poll. It's linked to below. Pound that freaking like button. So yeah, I used I used Uniswap, and Jeff Dorman had this to say about it. Uniswap is one of the is one of only a few companies projects in the digital assets that have real usage and product market fit. I agree with that. I agree with that. There's a lot of people that, that have made up all sorts of nonsense and all this DeFi, whatever. And um, no, this Uniswap thing, uh, if you play around with it, it's, you, you can turn, uh, you can turn what you get into free in, into something that has real value and uh, real easily. And uh, I, they, they, whoever built that thing, it, it's pretty cool. It's awesome, actually. And I don't know. And it's all based around Ethereum tokens and Ethereum and all. It's it's in the Ethereum space. So, again, I don't know how if you use Uniswap, how you can't say Ethereum is the next Ethereum after using Uniswap. OK, it, they're they're doing different things over there. It's not disappearing. Ethereum is not a scam. It's ridiculous to call it a scam. Um, they they've got something going on over there. I, I, so. Uh, Play around with that Uniswap thing if you've got one of these free tokens, okay? And you'll, uh, and, and if you know how to do it, you got to again, you got to have MetaMask and all that nonsense again. But but it, it, maybe it's not nonsense, but all, all that Ethereum ecosystem stuff. But if you know how to do all that stuff, um, as I do, um, you'll see how cool uh, freaking Uniswap is. Now, uh, what what do we have here? Yeah, so it's, it's really a great time to be alive here with all the, the technical innovations that are coming out in this golden age, whether it be in cryptocurrency or just in, in the 2020s in general, beyond cryptocurrency. Uh, yet we have all these people that think this is the worst time to be alive, that the world is going to end. You know, I think a lot of you can remember 1995 at least, right? 1995. And even if you can't remember it, look it up. Life is so much easier than it was in 1995. Life is so much better than it was in 1995. Um, and it's just people have lost complete perspective uh, that, that, that are just such doom and gloom. And uh, they become complete dependents. And they, if you understand what an awesome time it is to be alive and you don't want the destruction of the nation or the destruction, if you're not into destruction, if you're into creation and productivity and just cutting edge technology, innovation, you're gonna you you're gonna be a happy person and you're gonna do well. But it, it, it seems sometimes it seems like there are more people that are into like this is the worst time to be alive because there's a there's a sickness out there and they forget about everything else. They forget about how how technology has advanced so much that they voluntarily give out all of their information so they can be tracked anywhere they go so they don't catch a cold or something like that. Um, but I, I I do I do want to just you know, after we've talked about all these things and, and we just talked about Uniswap. Um, there are going to be so many really cool things coming out this decade, be it in, in Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, whatever. And it's just a really happy time. I'm so I'm so I'm so happy to be alive because I do. I remember 1995, and uh, it's, it's just amazing. And it could be a, we fake technology could be moving along so much faster if we didn't have so much ridiculous regulation in the United States and and, and in other countries. So while there are people out there that are obsessed with counting cases, cases of you know what. Here in the Bitcoin overlay, we the charts that we look at are just Bitcoin going up in terms of fiat. Okay, that those are the numbers that we see increasing. We see it go. We see thirteen thousand to fourteen thousand. While all these sad, pitiful individuals, you know, they want to see the Johns Hopkins freaking uh, death chart or the Johns Hopkins case chart, and they become obsessed. It's the only thing they care about, how many cases there are out there. Oh, my God, there's more cases, there are more cases. Um, let me see if there are any questions out there. 
We've got people uh, talking. Remember, you got to type in Bitcoin. Oh, people did type in Bitcoin Meister. Outhold the IRS, says Roman Q. Yep, that's one of the sayings. Um, and what he means is just you hold on to your Bitcoin for so long that eventually the IRS uh, changes their opinion on Bitcoin and uh, it, they treat it as money and you don't have to worry about certain taxes that you had to worry about uh, beforehand. But in order for that to happen, you can't sell your Bitcoin now. If you sell your Bitcoin now, you have to worry about long-term and short-term capital gains taxes in the United States. Bitcoin to the moon. I'm wearing your shirt. He has a comment. Thanks for promoting the uh, the Bitcoin to the moon t-shirts. <laughs> Much appreciated. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin strong hand. Well, it's almost been a year since we hung out in uh, Adelaide, dude. So uh, good to see you in the chat. Everybody uh, check out Bitcoin to the moon Dot com. He's in Melbourne, so they just got out from lockdown. I'm going to talk about tomorrow. Um, uh, all right, so people are, I don't know. What, if, okay, anyway, if you've got questions, you type, because there are quite a few people talking, um, it's just type in Bitcoin Meister, do a super chat. And Friday's show, I just linked to uh, in the chat. Click on it, watch it. All right, now, what else do we have? This show is taking it, – it's late. Well, we're getting the extra hour, so whatever. Now, remember, on Election Day in the United States, which is Tuesday, it's really soon, um, if there is no winner you – know, there's three options. Uh, Biden wins, uh, Trump wins, or we don't know, you know. We go to sleep at night, and there's no winner, and then there's no winner the next day, and there's arguing. And I think everyone can see – that the most likely outcome is there's no winner and it gets dragged out for, for a, a, a period of time. Now, I want all of you to be mentally prepared for that. Yet most, it, it doesn't seem like people are mentally prepared for that. And because of that, it doesn't even seem like the market is ready for that. I, I believe that it is quite possible if there is no winner and there is no winner for a few days, that there will be another March 12th type of situation where the financial markets will hiccup or you, know, you use any word you want to use to describe it. So I think this is the last event that can bring Bitcoin back to the four-digit realm. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I just want everyone to be aware of it. I mentioned this with Charlie Lee. And he took a positive outlook. He's like, Adam, can you believe that we're talking about that Bitcoin may never, ever be below $10,000 again, that we've, we've reached that point in a few days? And I said, yeah, man, that's pretty freaking awesome. We've been through we've been through a lot here, man. Um, and watch the show. It's a good show. We had a fun time talking. He's a great guy. Uh, but I just want to prepare everybody for it because I always try to, uh, you know, I, I get people to make sure they don't do anything impulsive. If, you know, if, if it uh, does go below uh if it, if it leaves the five digit round and you're comfortable then bye 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 baby <laughs> because uh you know it's, it's it's a buying opportunity i just don't want anybody panic selling or anything ridiculous like that because if you go back to march the 12th when i did bye 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 um it quickly recovered in the in the grand scheme of things you know it, it was you know for a few seconds it was what thirty eight hundred dollars now it's it's got to fourteen thousand dollars today. So in the grand in the grand scheme of things, it, it's it it recovered very quickly. It was just a blip on the radar. But there were so many people there, like that started almost to say it might go to zero or the whole world's ending. And now you look, you see how ridiculous this this was. All these things. Okay. So Bitcoin doesn't care who wins the U.S. election. It will rise in value regardless of the outcome. Uh, says this article, uh, Jeff Dorman said in this article, most conservative people on wall, and, and he's talking long term, okay? Yeah, I, I agree. Regardless of the outcome, once we know the outcome, <laughs> in the long run, it will rise, no matter who's president, no matter who's president, it will rise, because one might print more money than the other. They're, they're going to print a lot of money, no matter what, if it's, if it's there might be more social unrest if it's one or the other, more of a safe haven if it's one or the other. It's, it's it, There's a lot of combinations out there. It's going to be good. Bitcoin is going up. Bitcoin doesn't care who the freaking president is. Now, most, most conservative people on Wall Street don't want to be first and don't want to be last, he said. Once there's that precedent set, 
I think it opens the floodgates for everyone else. So what's he talking about there? Um, I think the precedent has been set now with Michael Saylor, with PayPal. The, the, the conservative investors, he's, they don't want to be first and they don't want to be last. Well, first is, is out there now. The first big names have jumped in the Bitcoin in the last two, three months now. Okay, And so the floodgates might be open. We might. That's why I think and I previously did not think that we could get an all time high by December 31st. I, I thought it would be next year, um, but it, it could come beforehand the way things are going. And, and it does have a lot to do. It, unfortunately, it may uh, there may be some slowing of all of this, depending on how long there's uncertainty and unrest around what happens on November 3rd. So, uh, OK. He says, as long as there's a clear winner at some point, everything's going higher. So it's just when when is there going to be a clear winner? That That's what we have to get to. And in the old days, there would be a clear winner on Election Day. But this is <laughs> because of various circumstances, uh, ridiculous circumstances. That is no longer the case. Uh, all right. It, so a lot of you bring up Iran to me. They, they're like, are, are you going to talk about Iran? And it was. We didn't have – it was not on the schedule to talk about on the This Week in Bitcoin show. So I'm going to talk about it right now, all right? New regulations ask miners to sell their crypto to the central bank, all right? This is in Iran. Bitcoin miners in Iran have a new buyer, the central bank. According to rumors that have percolated up into the mainstream publications, Iran's central bank – has all but officially switched its primary reserve currency from the U.S. Diner, dollar to the Chinese yuan, not Bitcoin, to the Chinese yuan, and is contemplating creating its own digital currency. All right, so do you guys see what this is? They have people mining Bitcoin there, private individuals who clearly <laughs> don't value their wealth in Iranian currency, okay? And the government is saying... You have to sell your Bitcoin to us and we will name the price and we will pay you whatever way we want to pay you so that we can pay people off. All right. So they're going to steal Bitcoin from Bitcoin miners. OK, they're going to say, we're going to give you this ridiculous Iranian currency and you're going to give us the Bitcoin that you mine because we don't know how to do it. So they're not setting up their own Bitcoin miners. They're not making it their reserve currency. They're not putting Bitcoin in their treasury. They're just stealing Bitcoin from their citizens so that they can pay some bills. So a lot of you are very excited about this for some reason. <laughs> like it would be a different thing if they said, okay, we're, we're our treasury, our main treasury reserve asset is uh, Bitcoin. Now we are mining Bitcoin ourselves. We know how to do it. There, there, there's some inefficient theocracy that with that's forcing their citizens to give them Bitcoin. I mean, so that they could pay off some short-term bills. They're not long-term thinking on this at all. But a lot of you get very excited about this for some reason. Now, it, it, one day there is going to be a country that does it right, that says that that's been, that's going to store it in their treasury, that's going to, it's going to be their reserve asset, whatever, okay? They're going, to, they're going to be loading up on it, saving it, okay? And they're going to announce it to the world, and then all the other countries are going to want to be uh, just like them. But other countries aren't going to try to replicate what I just said. It's going on in Iran, all right? They're, they're doing something real short-term there, and <laughs> they're valuing their wealth in Chinese yuan, it, it, it appears. But so, so why do people care about this so much? There is this passive aggression toward the United States, among some of you conspiracy people out there. You want the United States to fail so much, and you want you live through the enemies of the United States. You think when the enemy of the United States does something with Bitcoin, that means, oh yeah, they're getting the upper hand. They're about to take advantage of the United States and, this, and show the United States, teach the United States a lesson. What are you talking about? Iran is a desperate theocracy that's not even doing it right here. But you're excited about this, all right? And uh, they're, no, they're not—they're not getting any one-ups on the United States on this. They're, they're not doing—they're—they're they're hurting their citizens more. They're citizens who are trying to be creative, okay? Take their their uh, 
stopping them from either stealing from them. Um, so, yeah, it's it's really not that uh, it's not that big of a story. And I think people are looking. You know, there's a certain, and you could be in the, in the Bitcoin world. You could be anything, but there, there's certain Bitcoiners that just want to destroy the United States so much and are so envious of the wealth of the United States and want the dollar to collapse and this, that, and the other. They don't even understand these 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 American citizens who think this way. What it would mean for them if the dollar hyperinflated? Because half these guys don't have any Bitcoin, but they just want to see you know the the, the United States dollar hyper. You know, Charlie Lee and I talked about that, like. What that would actually mean, you don't want to see the United States in that situation when the world reserve currency hyperinflates. It's not happening, first of all. But to see that world, that's not a good world. That's not a good world at all. All right. People aren't going to magically be in Bitcoin all of a sudden when that happens. All right. You might be and you might be able to escape whatever goes on. But I mean, <laughs> the envy of the United States is, is unbelievable. They hate toward the success of the people in the United States, toward the one percenters in the United States. It, it, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Like the, the United States is this massive villain on the planet Earth and that you want to get back. How about this? Compete, don't complain. Just get yourself from some Bitcoin and be happy, all right? And if you hate the dollar that much, get get rid of all your dollars. If you hate the United, if you want to see Iran succeed, then get rid of all your dollars and, uh, and, and be, be happy that way and, and do your part in destroying the United States, I guess. <laughs> um, but it, it's amazing how so many people are so obsessed. I mean, it, it's the same thing. They, they, they take the side of Venezuela. It's all a lie. It's all a lie. It's a United States coup. It's, it's it, the United States just wants Venezuela's oil. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> what do you mean? Venezuela's a joke, okay? <laughs> Once we had guests from Venezuela. He, on, on the show before, telling the truth that, 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 it, that they did, it's terrible conditions there. It's not a United States coup. It's not a United States conspiracy. The people are suffering under socialism, under a ridiculous, idiotic regime led by a moron, which is what's going in Iran also. It's led by morons that, that lead them into these situations. They're very similar regimes, but you have these people that develop these theories that, oh, no, it's, it's all it's the United States fault. It's the United States. It's a bunch of morons running these moronic countries. And then the, the, there's plenty of smart people in these countries, and they're trying to get a, around this. They're trying to make the most of the situation and everything. But the, the, the sheer envy of, and hate, uh, uh, and that's, that's the beauty of America. You can be an America hater. You can be an American and you can hate America as much as you want to. Okay, that is that is true freedom of America. And I, and I hope we keep that. I hope all you freaking haters of America who love Iran and love Venezuela and think it's just joyous and it's just the United States has ruined those countries and so and, and they're not really suffering and it's, it's it's really good the things they're doing with Bitcoin, yeah, blah blah blah. <laughs> that you know, I, I hope you can continue to be able to say that in the United States. And uh yeah, that's that's the best freedom right right there. All right. Now, uh, let's talk about the, the the current event situation and mass delusions. A lot of people are like, well, if everybody's so scared of the virus, it must be bad. I mean, I mean, it, everyone can't be wrong. Everyone can't be wrong that it's, you know, not deadly, that it's not like the Black Plague. That it's 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 not as bad as you know all the media is talking about it and all these people are scared and and that, that you have to wear I mean everybody's wearing a mask so obviously you have to wear a mask or you're gonna die I mean everyone can't be wrong right well let me tell you about mass delusions you guys know on, on food you go to the supermarket right and there's the expiration date and the sell by date and how many people do you know? Um, if they buy eggs in the United States, um, will they still use their eggs after the sell-by date? How, you know, how many suburban mothers will, will still use their eggs after the sell-by date? Please tell me, what percentage of suburban mothers in the United States, or, or any food, will, you, will feed their children uh, or, or eat it themselves? None, none. They throw away at the stores themselves, Trader Joe's, Whole Foods, all the stores. They, if it's past the sell-by date, they throw it away. 
the the expiration date, they throw it away. You you do know the food's still good. I eat all the time. All the time I eat food past the expiration date. I eat eggs a month past the expiration date. And I'm perfectly healthy. So th this is one of the mass delusions that we live under, that these expiration dates, these sell-by dates, people think literally they're going to die if they eat the food after those dates. See, they, they, I mean, they won't touch it. They'll throw out perfectly good food. The, the stores do it, and, and they, they have to do it by law, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, maybe you're you're gonna you're gonna have to wear a mask by law too. I mean, it, it's uh, mass delusions are real. Dude. That's a mass delusion that the sell-by dates, the expiration dates. It's it's and, and it, a fruit, a pea, an orange that has a little bit of mold on it, or an apple, and you, you they'll just throw it away. You can cut off the mold. You can cut off the bruise. People are like, no, 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 no. It's poison. It's poison. The egg has a crack on it. I mean, it must have salmonella. I'm going to die. I mean, we we there's plenty of mass delusions, and and they do involve and they involve health also. So it's very easy to to get into a mass delusion situation. When it, when it involves uh, health, where everybody believes something, or many people believe something, is life-threatening or seriously dangerous when it's not dangerous. I mean, it's out there. It's out there. The egg has a crack on it. The egg is uh, 10 days past the uh, sell-by date. The meat is, is 10 days past the sell-by date. It's real. It's real. The meat, but you're, you're going to be fine if you eat that meat. If it's airtight. We live in this technological world where they air, they, they seal that meat. Okay, it's airtight. All right, you. It, it says it expires ten days ago or seven days ago. It's still good. It's still, I, I've eaten plenty, plenty of this. This that's a week old. All right, that it, it's been kept in the refrigerator the entire time. It's it's insane. People just they see that they worship that date. They worship that date just like they worship the numbers that they see on TV, and they they don't fully understand what it even means. They don't under, a sell by date by definition. By definition, a sell by date is not it is different from an expiration date. A sell by date is just a day they have to sell it by. All right, it, it doesn't it, that doesn't mean it's bad the next day. If the sell by date was October thirty first, that November first is going to be death to you. No, but, but many people believe that. Many people. Is, this is this is the mass delusion. So think of it. So, so put it in perspective with what I just said. Just when you hear all these people, when, when you start to doubt yourself about this about this virus, when you start to say, "Wait a second, everybody's buying into it, so it must be true." It's not true. It's not true at all. It's if you're if you're healthy, yes, you're fine. You know, it's it's probably not even airborne, as I've said before. Um, but people have people have bought into this six foot, six feet, six feet this, six foot feet that. Everyone says six feet. This official says six feet away. You're safe. It's six feet away. It's a it's a mass delusion. Just like the the the, the egg is six days ago it expired, so now it's bad. No, it's not. All right, moving on. And here we go. This. You, the state of Utah, I just found this out because I obviously I don't have a phone. I don't have a phone in a Utah uh, area code phone, obviously, if I don't have a phone. Um, Utah, but I'm in Utah, though. Utah sent every phone in the state an emergency alert warning about rapidly rising virus cases and overwhelmed hospitals. So I see nothing. I, I'm out on the streets. Everyone's going about their business. When, when you get an alert on your phone, warning you about rapidly you think it's like an end of the world type of situation i'm sure some people don't even leave their houses so they don't even know that it's perfectly normal outside there's nothing to be worried about there's nothing to be worried about it's absolutely ridiculous hysteria in the state of utah they send out a mass text and i even in the article in the comment section when there were all these hypochondriacs saying oh my god the, the governor should have done this the governor should have. no you take care of your own self you freaking loser you freaking well, I'm not gonna. I can't say that word. But um, there's a lot of people that are pretty femme this, these days. I'll, I'll just say this: it's it's it's, it's unbelievable. But no, I mean, the hospitals can handle the situation, all right. I mean, I, I don't see a mass Armageddon out there. People people aren't dropping dead. <laughs> it's not, but they send out a, they send out a warning, so you know, don't have more than ten people in your house or something. It's so silly. Uh, but it's come to that now. They, 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 they want to outdo every governor wants to outdo the other governor. They don't want anyone saying, like, be accusing them of not caring. 
what what a world we live in where every where people just I mean they they all go to their collectivist roots. Collectivism is the default. It's easy to just uh, give up responsibility of your life to someone else. Individualism is the accomplishment, and less and less individuals every day out there. Pound that like button if you got a strong hand and you are a unique beast individual. Okay. Uh, I, I noticed that uh, some Bitcoiners are having a battle on Twitter with Stephanie Kelton, who, if Biden is elected, might become a, a prominent uh, financial advisor in his administration. And she believes in monetary uh, modern monetary theory, where they just uh, they just keep on printing dollars, okay? And then, well, part of it is. Uh, They'll, they'll print dollars and then they'll fight inflation by taxing people. Now, I don't like that second part at all, obviously. But I have no problem with her uh, printing uh, dollars, all right? I have no problem at all. Because what is printing dollars? Printing dollars is a tax on people who save in dollars. And by now, if you're saving in dollars you're and you're not saving in Bitcoin, well, what can I say? Um, it's also a tax uh, – well – on people who accept dollars in other countries, they're, they're getting hurt when we print more dollars. Okay, that's that's great. <laughs> I, I, I don't really care about them. And uh, non-asset holders in the United States are also hurt by the printing of dollars. If you own real assets like real estate um, and they keep on printing dollars, well, your real assets go up in value in terms of those inflated dollars. But most people in the United States are just perpetual spenders. They have no real assets. They're in debt. So this won't be very good for them, but they're such short-term thinkers that they'll, they'll love their government checks. They'll, they'll think they're getting richer they, because they're so envious of people. You know, why does Bill Gates have more money than me? Oh, well, look, now uh, Stephanie Kelton's printing out up more money for me. I'm getting that much closer to Bill Gates. Oh, great. I'm awesome. Oh, I can, I'll, I'll spend it all right now, of course. So – there's all these Bitcoiners trying to argue with her. And she's like, you know, degrading Bitcoiners. And, and I, I'm just like, no, let, let her speak poorly of Bitcoiners. Let her do that. Let her get, let her print the dollar. Let her encourage modern monetary theory. If you are all in on Bitcoin, it, it helps you. It, it helps you, man. I mean, this, this, no issue at all. <laughs> now, if, if they start now, if they do like a wealth tax at the end of it, no, that's not cool. So you got to keep your eye. I mean, you, you got to keep your eye on the government. You can't let them go too far. But if they just want to print up dollars, it's just it's a tax on. Uh, it's not a tax on you if you are a saver in Bitcoin and you have real assets at all. So, um, yeah, I, I have no problem. I, I say compete, don't complain. She can do her modern monetary theory. And we can have our Bitcoin. Now, I do wonder if Miss Kelton, um, what assets she does own, if she does, or, or if she's just a non-asset holder and she she really believes in modern monetary theory. That you know, she doesn't need to have any assets. She she can just uh, she can just get checks from the government and spend, spend, spend. Uh, I, I doubt, I doubt it. Uh, anyway, but that's besides the point. Um, I, I wouldn't waste too much time with her. A lot of guys seem to be wasting time with her. And uh, yeah, okay. Uh, all right, I'm going to skip that one. And okay, I'm not going to skip this one though. A guy um, uh, has, I think he's representing a movie. There's some, I'll, I'll read you what this is. It's an interesting idea. I'm not saying to do this. I'm not doing it. But I think he should be allowed to do this. LCX to tokenize Roe vs. Wade movie. What's it? The producers of the Roe vs. Wade feature film, uh, Kathy Aylin and Nick Loeb, have uh, chosen LCX as their exclusive blockchain service provider to support the issuance of tokenized bond, the RVW token. <laughs> The RVW token enables investors to profit from future Roe vs. Wade uh, film earnings. So basically, they're issuing a token. People buy it, and then if the movie uh, makes money, they're going to make money. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Um, I, I mean, let them print their own money. I, I think it's an, it's an interesting idea. 
that, that's a way to finance a movie. You sell tokens, and then if your movie does well, um, the token holder, if your token is worth more or something like that, okay? So, um, yeah, it's linked to below if you want to read more about that. Uh, I, I, we're in a golden age, so people should be allowed to do stuff like that. Uh, the government loves the, to regulate things. I, I think it's ridiculous. I, mean, I think unique, uh, unique financing solutions that involve cryptocurrency, I think people should be experimenting with it. And make, it'll make the world, world a better place. doesn't mean you have to do it. You just hold your Bitcoin, strong hand, pound that like button. Um, all right. I'm not going to cover that. We'll cover the stimulus thing here. Uh, I, I talked about this Twitter feed before. I'm going to mention it again. It's Bitcoin stimulus. And it shows you how much your uh, stimulus check, that you, your $1,200 stimulus check is worth um, Well, if you spent it immediately on Bitcoin. Uh, how much that Bitcoin is worth now. And it's it's quite entertaining. I, of course, spent my stimulus check before I even got my stimulus check because I knew on March the 12th we were going to get stimulus checks. And we still haven't gotten it. We we're probably going to get another stimulus check. And on that note, the, this, the European Central Bank is getting ready to unleash even more stimulus, warning on Thursday of clear risk as the region's two biggest economies, that's France and Germany, I believe, once again impose sweeping restrictions in an effort to curb the uh, resurgent uh, virus. So I don't, they say they have a lot of tools in their toolbox. From what I know, the ECB has not issued uh, stimulus checks to the people of the European Union. I don't know if they can by their charter, but they should be able to. So I want to say this. You guys, instead of doing your other, whatever ridiculous stimulus you're doing, just do what we did in the United States. Well, partially what we did. Give your people some checks. So European people who are watching this, who live under the uh, ridiculous rule of the European Union, if for some reason they all of a sudden decide to give you – they're going to – this, again, this hasn't been announced. They said they're going to do stimulus. They didn't say stimulus check. And they haven't done a stimulus, but they really should do a stimulus. If you think you're going to get a stimulus check from them and you know how much it's going to be, spend it immediately. Spend it immediately on Bitcoin. All right? That, that's what you should do. Um, just, just as we did. When we knew we were getting that uh, United States dollar stimulus check, we spent it immediately on Bitcoin. It's uh, Because if the European Union gets to that stage where they, they start to uh, print money and hand it out to people, well, it, it's, it's inflationary over, over the long run. And it's good for Bitcoin. That will be good for if if the U, the ECB just announcing they're going to do more vague stimulus um, help the Bitcoin price, I believe. But if they were to really explain what they're going to do, and if they were to write everybody in the European Union a, a check, that that would uh, definitely uh, trigger some uh, Bitcoin movement right there. Uh, and finally, finally, real quick, uh, uh, let me see if there are questions here. This is a great way to ask me questions, dudes, is just type in Bitcoin Meister. Heard anything uh, re more recently about the uh, the transmission route of the virus from uh, fecal to oral um, instead of airborne? And again, Carl Denninger has been saying that the entire time. So um, have there been he, – he tweeted out something recently, another, another study that, that mentioned it and showed that the, the places they found the virus in a hospital room were all around the toilet. Um, and so I, I, I believe that most people are getting it that way from uh, just touching, touching stuff. It's not, it's not airborne. It's, it, it's someone coughs in your face. Yeah, okay, that's a little different. But now I haven't – People really aren't it's, – it's a mass delusion. Everyone's bought into the mass delusion that you have to be six feet away, that it's floating in the air everywhere. So they don't research – they don't do the simple research into like – and there are plenty of people that are washing their hands more, which is a, a way to – if you're worried about getting it. Um, but no, people, people aren't looking into the obvious like when people defecate, if they're properly uh, washing their hands and everything. And what are they touching afterwards? Uh, and and we and they talk about super spreader events and they, they make it seem like it was because the people were close together. Well, was it because everybody was using the same porta potty? It probably was. <laughs> um, all right. And just learn 
Bitcoin.com sent 250 Mexican pesos. Pound that like button for Adam. Thank you, JustLearnBitcoin.com. You are a great supporter of the show, and you are a great Bitcoiner, and everyone should go to JustLearnBitcoin.com. He's awesome. He does consulting. He's, he, uh, he helps the world in, in the land of Bitcoin. All right, and, and the, the other thing I was going to say, people on Twitter, you can follow me at TechVault, and I've said this a few times. Don't, if you want to talk to me on Twitter, just send me a DM. Don't do that nonsense where you do at TechVault and, and you think I'm going to reply to you and, and get into a big argument with you publicly and everything like that. I don't do that. I don't do that at all. I never do that. Uh, maybe, and so um, if, you, if you've got the question, then have the balls to do a one-on-one question. I, I'll answer your question. You send me a DM and I'll answer your, your question. I'm not going to get into, I, I don't know why you can't just send me a DM. I, I, don't, I don't really get this. Like, oh, I'll just ask them the question. But sometimes it's just a completely like, it's, it's a question that probably people won't even really care that much about. I, I, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I'm into using Twitter as an educational tool, as a search engine, as as you know, treating people's feeds as uh, as web pages. So I'm not I'm not into getting into these like long-winded discussions or getting into arguments. If you got a question, send me a DM. You can send me an email, or you can, you can send me right here. Max just said, "You said you take 30 second breaks on your interval training." Yeah, I do. How long are the exercise periods? I'm starting the interval training. Well, but by the way, the the recommended for 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 sprint interval training, this is what is recommended. It's recommended to do eight of them as hard as you can. For 70 yards, okay? So you do a sprint for 70 yards as hard as you can, and you take a 90-second break. And then you do an, another for 70 yards and take a 90-second break, and you do eight of them. That is not what I do. I'm pretty sure I do them for 70 yards, but I do 15 of them. And the first two are not as – the reason I do 15 is, is even though I warm up beforehand, you know the first two aren't going to be your strongest, Okay. So if you're only doing eight, your your first two aren't aren't as good as the next six. So over time, I I made it to 10, to 12, and I got up to 15. Uh, And I don't do 90-second breaks. I only do about a 30-second break, I would say. Uh, So I just just gave you the timing on it. So you you do the the math on that. If I do 15 sprints with 30-second breaks in between, that's, that's what I do for 70 yards, as hard as I can. So how long does a 70 yard sprint take? I don't even know. How long is it? I don't, I don't, I don't actually time the sprint time, but it, it, it's all about, and if it doesn't have to be 70 yards. The, the real goal is when you're doing interval training is to do something for a period of time where you, you get your heart racing. Okay. Where it's just like you're, you're breathing very heavy and then you take a break, but then you just do it again. Like you could do it on a stationary bike too. You, you you pedal as hard as you can for 45 seconds, let's say. And that's, and you're, you're really out of breath and your heart is really, really beating. And then you take a, a minute or a 45 second to a, a 90 second break. And then you do it again. You do it eight times. You do it 10 times. That's what you just, I mean, you can make up your, it's good for you. I mean, it doesn't really have to be precise. You know what I just, the, the, you can make up your own numbers. What, what counts is that you know you're doing it as hard as you can. When I finish those 15 sprints, okay, I don't want to do a six. I can't do a 16. I, I, can, I know I can't do a 16th as hard as I just did the 15th. And that's when you know you're successful. When the last one that you've just done, you've just, you've just been so hardcore, you're, you're, you're breathing very heavy, your heart is beating, and you know that if you try to do another one, you might kind of be able to do another one, but it just won't be the same thing. That Then you know you, you've, you've really done it, and you've got that HGH uh, pumping through you. And this is advice. I'm, women can do this too, but I, the, the people – I've read things where it's not good, where a woman starts producing HGH. I mean it's like <laughs> – so this is more advice for the men out there, okay? Now, uh, so St- Stefan Platt says, can I ask how long do you fast when you do intermittent fasting? Every single day, every single day, 22 hours minimum. Every single day. Not a break. There's not a break. I eat one meal a day. There's 22 hours between, at least 22 hours be- between every single meal. And that streak 
started in the uh, summer of 2013. It actually started with uh, 20, it used to be 20 hours, but it changed to 22 around 2014. But uh, no, I've, I've only had like one meal a day uh, since, since then. Uh, and uh, people, people are like, well, when did you take a break? When you no, there is no break. It's 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 this that it's the life. It's a lifestyle. Intermittent fasting is a lifestyle. And so sometimes, as many of you know, you might not know, but uh, I do. I do much longer fast too. But like, so I'll do. Um, well, I, I my goal every year is to skip a month of eating. Basically, a a forty four hour fast. You skip a day. You you start it at you know eight p.m. on Monday night. And then the next time you eat is at Wednesday at 4 p.m. So Tuesday is skipped. You're never getting Tuesday back. That's it. That day is skipped. So um, that that my 44-hour fast, um, I do at least um, 30. <laughs> well, I, I I then I do the longer ones too. I I make sure I skip 30 days a year. Last year I skipped I think 36 days. I don't think I'm going to be able to get that high uh, this year. I'll get the 30 this year. I've, uh, but so, but then people are like, well, if you've just done a 120 hour fast, then um, you, you break your fast and then you, you treat yourself, right? Then you, you eat all day. No, 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 no. I finished my 120 hour fast. I break my fast and then I fast 22 hours again. You, you just, it starts all over again. There's no, there's no break. There's no end. That's the lifestyle. One meal a day. I, I don't think I could eat two meals a day. I don't think I could do that anymore. I'm just, my whole system is set up around this 22 hour thing. I, I'm just busy during the day. I have to do the computer stuff. I have to walk to synagogue on one day or do this on one day. Or And by the way, with the 44 hour fast, I've said this before, and we can talk about this more and beyond Bitcoin, but with the, 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 every time I am on a plane, every time I travel, okay, those are the days that's easy, that's, it's easiest to skip the day. To, to make it a 44 hour fast. So, you know, when I, I know when I go back to Baltimore for Thanksgiving, um, that'll be one of my 44 hour fasts. And then when I leave uh, a week later, when I leave for Phoenix, that'll be another one right there. But I, I just, I just make sure if I'm not, not traveling to do at least one 44 hour fast every month. And then twice a year, do a 72 hour fast. And then, I did 120 hour this year. It, it, and again, the 72 hour fast, you enter a new realm when you enter this, uh, supposedly. Um, if you can get it past 72, your body does start to do some uh, more healing, I guess. So it, it's recommended to do two of them a year to maybe clean out the system a little more. And then you're, you're really sure it's working its magic uh, at, at, once you get to 96 and especially 120 hours, which is five days. Of. And of course, people, I drink water during my fast. Um, all right. But uh, and then Max says, thanks for the info on intervals. I agree. Research seems to suggest it's the most effective way to train. Yeah, it is. And I, everybody knows I run 20 miles a week also. But I, I'm willing to say that it is quite possible that the the sprints, the, the and I do those sprints once a week. I do I do the interval training 52 times a year. I do that. Um, but it's, it's quite possible that the, the one day of sprints is better than my 20 miles of running for my body. It's quite, it's quite possible. And again, when, when you do do running, um, you really do not want to go over 25 miles a week. I used to do 39 miles a week. I used to do, that was a while ago. Um, but that's, that there's no benefit after 25 miles. Okay. So, and some people say there's no benefit after 20 miles. So I, I keep it at 20. Um, and the day I, I, the funny thing is once I do my interval training, um, I don't, I just don't go back home and sit down. I actually run afterwards. I run a few miles after I do my interval training. Not, not too many miles. And what are your thoughts on saunas for health benefits? I, I'm no expert in them at all. I don't, I don't do them. So I, I really don't have an opinion on them, but that's a, that that's a good question. That this it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, I, I I've not done proper research on it, and I'm, I'm not I'm not as you can tell I'm, probably, I'm not very interested in the subject. I I don't have access to one, and uh, I like to be able to do things. I mean, if you have access to a sauna, then I guess research it. But everything that I do um, for my health, it's it's all free. 
the interval training, the running. Um, yeah, I just, you, don't, you just need a street for that. And by the way, dudes, if you're doing the well, the, if you're doing the sprint interval training, be very careful. Make sure it's a flat, um, a flat surface and uh, that doesn't have cracks. And, and run on it beforehand. Look for leaves because if you're running as hard as you can, and I, I'm worried about this. I mean, I always have it in the back of my head. You do not want to fall down when you are running as hard as you freaking can, okay, on the concrete. So um, if you could do that on the beach, it's better because if you, God forbid, fell on the beach, you'd be fine. And it's, it is really hard to sprint on the beach too, that, that you do exert some energy there. So there, there, I, I did try that once in uh, in 2015 in Tel Aviv. I, I, I did that on the beach. It was kind of hard and, and just in my bare feet. All right. Um, that's it, dudes. Um, so someone says saunas release uh, tox, toxins. Okay. Let me tell you else what releases toxins. That's free. Just dr drink water. Drink a lot. Of, I drink a lot of water. I drink, uh, I drink three of these a day. Okay. Three of these a day. And you, you, you urinated. You urinated out. Baby. You do urinate and stuff. Like that. People, I know this sounds really simple, but most people don't drink enough water at all. And when I say water, I don't mean apple juice. I don't mean orange juice. I don't mean juicing this, that, and the other. All these sugars that you're throwing into your just water, just water. Okay, so that it just it's clearing. It's clearing out your body. It's clearing out your body. Um, do you feel running is high impact? What exactly do you mean by that? Um, I don't, I don't know exactly. I mean, does it damage my body? Um, I don't. I don't. If you have, if you have good shoes, I the one thing I'm not cheap about is I actually buy uh, good uh, running shoes. <laughs> I buy the uh, the Nimbus, the uh, Asics gel Nimbus, which you can get for under a hundred dollars online. But if you get them like at a store, brand new, they can be over one hundred fifty dollars close to $200, depending on, you know, I try to get the older models and everything. Um, but, but some people say um, it, it, it can damage your joints. You, you have to have, make sure you have good shoes and you don't overdo it. And then some people's body, especially there's, there's been women I've known um, that have, tr that it, their bodies just aren't built for running over the long term. Um, for me as a guy, I have not had any, um, high impact injuries uh, 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 of any sort. I don't want to jinx anything, but uh, I don't feel a weird, uh, no, yeah, yeah, so yeah, I got impact on the knees and joints, yeah. No, I've had no, uh, my joints and knees, got, you know, my grandmother, God bless her, a blessed memory, she was uh, She was very worried, always, because my grandma was worried about everything, but she thought it would mess up my joints. She, she thought it would, and I just, that's just don't worry about this, don't worry about this. Um, Anyway, it, it didn't, um, but it can for, for certain people. It can just my, my best advice is wear, get the best shoes pop. Don't cheap out on the tennis shoes because you don't want to mess your joints up and um, don't do more than 20 miles. Don't do more than 20 miles a week. All right. Yeah, we did. We had some good questions here. Um, that's it. We went over an hour, but it was really fun. Thanks, guys. I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Retweet this, spread the word. Tomorrow is Beyond Bitcoin, so you'll get to ask more questions like the ones I've just been answering at the end of the show. See you guys uh, tomorrow at some point. Bye-bye. Thank you.